Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. Today is fluidity, flowing, this uh, liquid process of movement that the universe loves to have. Uh, when it's unhindered, things flow. And I think that I'm going to start calling the, the youngest generation who's out there right now just the 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 babies I think um or possibly the people born in the next in in the 20s um maybe I'm not sure I'll I'll have to look into that um and maybe put it in the the show notes um but this the next generation after we've had generation x which is my generation born in the 50s and 60s for the most part, um, Generation Y, born in the 70s and 80s, um, and then Generation Z, which, uh, who are born in the, uh, wait, what did I say? 70s and 80s, and then 90s and 2000s, aughts, whatever, and then, okay, so generation, this next generation coming up will be the ones born, uh, this decade and the next decade, uh, probably. So born in the 10s and 20s. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to start calling this generation something like the fluid generation, or the flowing generation or generation flow or generation fluid, something like that. Because um, I see that this, this upcoming generation is going to be taking over, um, sort of taking over power, uh, of the universe, of, of our world, at least, of our little corner of the universe, I should say. And when they start taking over, things are going to be so dramatically different. There's going to be a huge shift in um, in the way our, our entire society structures itself, uh, our government and our, our resource allocation and all of this. And I've talked about this a little bit before, um, and I'll link to it in the in the blog 
for this podcast on turl.org. You can find it T-U-R-I-L dot O-R-G. Um, that'll take you to my blog where uh, all of these podcasts are are listed and described. So um, I have talked about this a little bit before, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit more um, because I wanted to go into sort of depth on some things that I just uh, was watching this morning. A uh, couple of different things that this this new generation, um, the the new paradigm. I I don't think I've ever used that word paradigm before, but um, I think it's appropriate that I've never used it before, and I'm applying it now. That uh, the new paradigm of our our society is going to be one that's bottom up rather than top down. We're still in uh, the top down sort of government structure, even though it's a fairly positive one right now that, um, and I'll also link to the, my list of the evolution of government or politics or society or whatever you want to call it, sort of social organization. Um, my, my sort of, uh, the way that I see things that, that things grow, which is binary, um, binary numbers. So it starts with zero, and then it goes to one, and then it goes to one zero, and then it goes to one one. Um, and each of those represents sort of a wave of input and output focus, uh, whether you're focused on your internal needs, uh, what you want to bring inside you, or whether you want to focus on what you want to put out there, what you want to create. Um, so either you're exploring for understanding or you're creating for uh, expressiveness. And so those are the two waves of in and out fluctuation that we get, that we see in, uh, in the patterns of growth of things. And on a social scale, right now I see that we're up to what I call one, 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 um, which is sort of the peak of the... Um, human-centric sort of states of focusing on um, sort of our group, the the people, the the us. Um, And even though we are at the peak right now of focusing on um, all of us, all of us in, for the most part, a lot of humans think that that's just humans, although some of us are beyond humans. I mean, we care about our dogs and our cats and our birds and even slugs and snails, some of us. Um, We consider part of us as earthlings, uh, the the sort of the furry and feathered people out there, and even some trees we care about. So uh, the the definition of what is us um, versus what is not us uh, can is obviously a very blurry line, um, but still we're in that that government focus where it's focused on um, the group that we define ourselves as. Whereas this new paradigm will be um, will be focused on the entire universe. Will be focused on what's out there and how it how what's out there is also us. Um, in a much broader sense. So not just earthlings and not just even living organisms and not even just material organisms, but immaterial things like um, artificial intelligence, perhaps, 
or just ideas as being seen as well for example memes that's the 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 pop culture idea of memes as opposed to the more scientific um philosophical and uh, sociological idea of memes in the, in the original sense of meme um which richard dawkins i believe coined he certainly popularized it um in his in one of his books um the meme is the information the pure information version of a gene um, a meme is a set of uh pattern of information and in this it's a packet of information um sort of like a recipe as opposed in relation to a gene which is a packet of information a set of instructions a recipe but it's a material thing whereas a meme is an immaterial thing it doesn't it doesn't exist in any material package um or it doesn't have to i mean it obviously gets carried through material packages i mean we have cds and books and um and writing and so on and so forth that, that do end up being material, but the idea itself is an individual thing. So this new paradigm is going to include all of these other immaterial, non-living, non-organic, and even non-material things as, as individuals like us um, with, this, with a similar sort of way that we interact with them as being part of us as being connected to us, part of our group. So this much larger, it, it, it broadens up the, the idea of, um, of what is life and what is, um, you know, who we relate to and how we relate to things in a, it just like, it's just going to be, it's, it's so hard to even consider because it's so different from the way our universe, our, our, you know, little corner of the universe has been working for so long focused on the material things um, especially the living things but just material things in general and right now we're at the peak of that materialism and you can see that obviously in I mean in everything that's out there especially in pop culture it's all so materialistic it's all about you know owning the fanciest thing the you know most expensive thing earning the most money and being able to use that to show off and buy flashy stuff or whatever or on the other end of things the people who sort of reject that um not necessarily technophobes but um but sort of the people who reject the materialism idea but they still do it in a materialistic way they say well i'm going to live a very simple lifestyle i'm going to only have you know such and such material things and so it's it's very funny but this is the peak of this materialistic um sort of government system social consciousness whatever you want to call it uh which um Silicon Valley is kind of the center of, although China obviously has a big part of it, um, and certainly you know all of the, the the manufacturing parts, the places that of the world that that focus so much on making things, um, you know, the, especially China, but there are a lot of other places that do that as well. So this is kind of the peak of what. Um, Jeremy Rifkin calls the uh, creative commons, which is, the more I think about it, the more perfect that is of a description. Uh, he also, oh, he some, I think he calls it the cooperative commons. Uh, it's the cultural creatives is the other term. 
So it's basically these, all of these people who are, who are looking to create just like they collaborate together to create um, just all kinds of just everything, <laughs> everything they can possibly think of we, we have out there. I mean, and if you look at, um, you know, various places that have lists of new products and, and things that you can, um, well, buy for the most part, but, you know, just things that exist now. Um, some of them are just experimental things that you can't buy that some people have just invented. And, and it's just, it's just mind blowing the combinations and the variety of stuff that people have been creating. And so we're kind of reaching the peak of that. And of this, this collaborative idea of what can we make? What can we do? How can we, you know, how can we give this to the world? Um, and once we start moving out of that, we're going to have this dramatic change where instead of this, this full on output, this just amazingly focused, uh, generative, materialistically generative, um, state of society. And we're going to focus inward and we're going to start being all about retreating into ourselves and being quiet and being introverted as a society. And the people who are going to be leading this, now the, these are the avoidant types in my, um, I have the, the four very general types of personalities, which are the, um, the fighters, the flighters, the freezers, and the flowers. Um, and now this is going to get a little confusing because I'm using flow for two different things, which is going to be a little confusing because, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get into that. I'll try to explain that pretty quickly. But um, the, the, um, the fighters have been, who've been in charge, who've been running the show, the politicians, the, the leaders of, you know, nations and states and corporations and all of this are the ones who are the aggressive types. And the peak of this is kind of the, um, the, uh, the performance artist who not only is, um, driven, but also charismatic and actually outputting stuff that's really interesting. Uh, so the actors and actresses out there and the, um, sports people and to some extent, some of the politicians, you know, the, the more charismatic politicians tend to be the ones who, you know, are favored as opposed to say Obama who wasn't particularly charismatic he was just very practical and he was very friendly um, but he wasn't sort of showy he wasn't he wasn't a Robin Williams or a Donald Trump or a Bill Clinton he wasn't that you know he wasn't that expressive in a dynamic way so he wasn't, wasn't a performance artist so the the people who have been so popular um, in the vast majority of our history for the past thousand years or whatever, I don't know what, uh, the, the, the past very long time period have been the fighters. And the peak of those fighters has been the intellectually and artistically curious and creative types. Uh, who especially like movie directors and actors and things like that 
And now we're going to be moving into the group that I call the flight people, um, flight types. And oh, sorry, these um, these actually go along with the MBTI types. Um, the fighters are the um, ES types, and the flight people are the IS types. The freeze people are the IN types, and the flow people, in this sense, are the um, this larger sense are the um, E. N types, and they're sort of the peak. They're sort of the most successful. Um, the flow state, they're literally the people who, when challenged, uh, naturally fall into the flow state. And Obama was actually one of those, which is why he was successful. Um, not because he was so showy and charismatic, but because he was um, very good at problem solving, at least compared to a lot of other people. Um, he just kind of was able to face challenges in a much more um, joyful and creative manner. Um, he was still very practical and judgmental, and so it didn't work out super well for him, but he was better at it than some of us <laughs> because he, he was able to, you know, see, see stress as a good thing for the most part. And those are the flow people. And if you're an EN type, you're very lucky. Um, and you're probably very successful at whatever you do, whatever you decide to do. Um, but this next, this next group, this next sort of stage of our, our universe, our little part of the universe and how we grow is going to be the, um, the flight type. And I also call these the avoidant type. Um, and this is where the, um, the more serious, um, Asperger's types fit in or autism spectrum folks fit in um although a lot of them um depending because they're four e i mean they're four is types so you know some of them are more on the autism end of things than others and some of them you wouldn't even consider to be autistic um but they have that avoidant tendency when they come to see stress when stress shows up they tend to retreat into themselves they tend to want to run away um they tend to not want to deal with conflict if they can possibly do that. That's their instinctive things. Not that, and and all of us are capable of all of these things. And that's actually the stages of, these are the stages of grief that we go through. So the um, avoidant types um, are the ones who are going to be taking over, um, which is why you tend to see actually a lot more autism folks in the news. And also the people who um, again, you wouldn't consider to be autistic, but, or at least Asperger's or whatever you want to call it. Um, but they do have this tendency to, to avoid conflict and to want to sort of run away from stuff. And they're not aggressive. That's sort of an easier way to say it. They're very not aggressive. Um, but in a way that, in a different way than that sort of freeze types or flow types are not aggressive either. But this, the, the leaders of this group of people, this sort of next generation um, of avoidant types, these are the types, these are the um, ISFPs in the MBTIs, and they are um, the people who are, as I say, collecting and exploring. Um, this is the, the level 1000 or 1000. Um, so it's the first four dimensional level where 
people actually aware of the universe and what the universe is doing on the large scale, not like just our local part of the universe, but the whole universe of time and space of four dimensionality. Um, and these people are going to be collecting and exploring the entire universe and sort of the, the how we fit into it and how the universe gives to all of us on every level in the materialistic sense the universe provides this this energy and matter to us and creates us and they're going to be focusing so much on this um, they're not so much going to be generating the tools that we use to do this um, there's still going to be scientists out there who are um, who are aggressive about developing you know the newest technology like um, virtual reality stuff and gaming and and all of this sort of techie stuff um, there are going to be a lot of people out there who do that but this will enable the the explorers these people who are collecting and exploring new information new ideas new sensations new understanding of how the universe is is moving and flowing and changing and and bringing us with it and they these types of people uh, one way to describe these these isfp types or the 1000 1000 four-dimensional types um, is that they're the the overly friendly introverts um, so these are the type of people who like to do they like to focus on group activities that are very introspective so say like container gardening or uh, working with doing watercolor painting with a group or yoga or Pilates or maybe some kind of um, musical exploration that's that's more sort of spiritual than um, than about making something you know making a song it's going to be more experimental more sort of flowy and more just plain weird out there new agey now it's not all going to look new agey um, there's a there's a wonderful woman I and that's one of the things that inspired this this morning uh, was that I just watched VI Heart on YouTube she just had a, a sort of a retrospective of the past year that she's been working on this VR um, experience <laughs> project which is very hard to describe and I will um, I will link to that video also um, but if you look up VI Heart uh, I don't think I have it right here the name of the thing um, but if you look up VI Heart H-A-R-T it's literally the letters VI and then H-A-R-T that's her name and um, one of her most recent videos um, that she just put out there is about one year something um, you can look for it uh, but I will link to it also in in the blog um, show notes and she she's been experimenting with bringing virtual reality into uh, it's like actually augmented reality sorry um, for the most part, it's augmented reality, which is where you have your, essentially it's VR, but you have clear goggles or glasses or whatever you want to call it. So you can actually see through to the, the, 
real world, quote, um, the normal meat space materialistic world, um, and stuff sort of, so it looks like stuff is projected onto the real world. So it looks like it's out there, um, but it's really just a projection, a light projection into your eyes reflecting off the, the um, headset, whatever you're wearing, glasses, something. Um, so you see both at the same time. And she was experimenting along with a few other people with a big project about incorporating that into um, sort of every day, whether you're creating art or you're working in an office um, or your home or whatever, how you can sort of bring these things together and, and they can enhance your life in some way, whether it's educational or entertainment or whatever. Um, and just watching that video this morning it's it's just almost inexplicable it's so it's not new age but it's out there it's it's weird it's incomprehensible to people you know who look at it for the first time and just aren't aware of of how weird things are going to get in our world um and yeah it's some of it will be new age stuff but some of it will be I don't even know. I mean, it is new age in the sense that it's it's new, um, but it's not going to be new age in the sense of what we thought new age was in the 70s and 80s. It's going to be a different kind of more modern, high-tech new age, I guess. Um, so, oh, and I should say, I, I don't believe V.I. Hart is um, an ISFP. I think she's actually one of the... Um, she's probably an ISTP. Yeah. I'm like 90% sure she's an ISTP. Who is, they do, that's 1100. Um, and she's actually way ahead of the game. So she's kind of leading the pack of, of that. Um, she's bringing, she's enabling the ISFPs um, into their, their, the ability to lead. Um, and like I said, these people are going to be leading from behind, from the bottom up. These people are not going to be telling anyone what to do. They're not going to be making any policies. They're not going to be governing anything in any sort of top-down sense. What they are going to be doing is they're going to be the explorers of this new mixed reality, of this new world where it's not just focused on materialism, but it's focused on the ideas and the, the sort of artificial life, artificial intelligence concepts, memes, things like that. Um, they're going to be the ones exploring those things and, and collecting them and amassing them and sharing them with the world uh, a little bit. But they're not going to be very extroverted. They're not going to be output focused. They're not going to be very creative. They're going to be the like the Lewis and Clarks of this new higher dimensionality of exploring the universe um, with ideas and concepts and memes and energy and change and growth as opposed to the materialistic stuff. Um, but someone like V.I. Hart, who is, she's also in the, the flight group. She is an IS um, type, the avoidant type, but she's... Um, she's at the peak of her intellectual capacity um, in the sort of creative intellectually. Um, she's what you might call a flow person intellectually. Um, 
so anyway, so these these new this new paradigm is going to be focused on bottom up um, control, and like I said, it's not any sort of sense of control that we tend to think of when you talk about top-down control of government. It's going to be entirely bottom, or almost entirely bottom up, where the way our society moves and grows and changes is going to be totally decentralized. And it's just going to be totally chaotic looking. And people are going to say, you know, where's the control? Who's in charge? And it's no one. Um, years ago, I used to ride with a thing called Critical Mass, a bicycle event where everywhere from tens to hundreds to occasionally maybe even a thousand or more people would get together um, at a certain time and place every month or two weeks or whatever it was and just ride bicycles together. And there was no leader and there was no centralized control. People just, whoever was in front tended to be who was directing things, but whoever was, but, but the individuals who were in front changed constantly. And, and if one, if, if a few individuals started going in a direction that the, that the sort of secondary people, the second line group of people didn't want to go, they might not follow them. And then the, the, the leaders wouldn't be leaders anymore and they might have to come back or they just split off or whatever. But for the most part, it, everything stayed together. And it was, you know, it was like the, it was like what you see with the birds. Um, I think it's sparrows or starlings. I can never remember which is which, um, who fly in these amazing patterns. There are like thousands of them and they fly in these beautiful warping and wefting and flowing and wavy patterns all together and there's there's no centralized control it's just it's all decentralized yet they all end up going somewhere that's useful <laughs> they all you know they all figure it out independently together um there is no there is no central person saying central bird or central bicyclists or central whatever saying all right we're gonna go there and you're gonna follow me it's Every decision is made at a local level, but somehow things all work out. And we tend to not trust that because we've been taught not to, especially by schools and governments, centralized governments and parents. You know, I'm in charge and things are the way they are because, the, because I'm in charge and I say so. Um, and you will follow me and do as I say. And of course we rebel against that to some extent, but we also, you know, have fallen in line to some extent with that because that has been the way our society runs. And then this new paradigm is is just flipping that entirely. Um, everyone is going to be contr in control of themselves. And if we trust that, if we trust our natural instincts, because each one of us has an, a natural instinct to do something cool, I mean, if you look at little kids, they don't sit around like twiddling their thumbs. They want to do stuff. They want to play. They want to discover. They want to learn. They want to teach somebody something. They want to make something. They're just constantly trying to do something fun, cool, interesting, productive, creative. And we actually try to, 
we actually try to squash that with our with so many parents and schools and everybody telling people to sit down and shut up um you know you learn what we tell you to learn and if you don't learn it you know we're gonna kick you out of our system and you're gonna fail um but this new system is going to be learning relearning to trust ourselves to go with what we naturally want to do and once we do that just like the birds things start to self-organize um, emergent behaviors come about and those emergent behaviors end up being good for everyone or nearly everyone they're always edge cases of course but um, for the for the most part going with this flow going with what we naturally want to do and letting things just flow from the bottom up local control allows everything to just kind of turn into something amorphous but also incredibly useful and like i said at the beginning the universe when it's unconstrained wants to do this when you look at a river um when it gets constrained into a small part it gets really fast and aggressive and dangerous but once it is allowed to move into a much wider space it gets more gentle and flowing and things just move around and things go in all different you know things can kind of go where they want to go and it kind of has a freedom to it it's a little scary sometimes because you don't know where things are going but it, is, it ends up being much more gentle on the system and it also ends up being much more interesting and allows everyone to sort of have the space to the freedom to, to go where they need to go. To, you know, if you want to go over to the left side of the river, you can go over to the left side of the river. If you want to go straight through the middle, you can go straight through the... It's, metaphor's a little silly, but the idea is that that you have so much more freedom when things aren't constrained by some you know controlled top-down thing and they're much more relaxed and if you um if you can trust yourself and if you can trust others and also support them i mean you don't have to just trust them blindly but you can also encourage them to focus on that creative spirit that what do you most want to do what do you what most what is the coolest thing that you can think of to do in life you know what do you want to research what do you want to understand what do you want to create and and then support people in doing that and that will help us trust people more because we know that you know that they've got that education as opposed to the education of don't trust yourself and you're 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 useless unless we tell you what to do. Um, once we get out of that mindset and we help people trust themselves again and focus on doing the good stuff, then we can relax too. And the whole system will just start expanding exponentially um, with opportunities and ideas and and just amazing stuff. And a big part of that is probably going to be virtual reality and augmented reality and the and the artificial intelligence or artificial life or something or whatever you want to call it. Um, a variety of different ways where um, ideas can be generated and new patterns of information can be t 
turn can we can take the information that we collect and then turn it into novel information that can help us understand just vast amounts more about the universe and how it works so like I said the leaders of this are going to be the quiet ones and they're not going to lead by telling you what to do or by controlling things outside of themselves they're going to be only focused on what they really want to do and what they really want to do is collect and explore ideas about anything and everything I mean each one of them will have their own focus but overall these very quiet meditative but overly friendly types who like to work with others um, are going to be super focused on understanding the universe and and understanding how the universe helps us and how it wants to go and flow so that we can each find our own place in it so that's how they're going to be leading from the bottom up from this information generation information collecting way and the rest of us are going to be there to support them in that are going to help them uh, make the most of the technology and and uh, materialistic stuff as well as the ideas that they can they can find and make use of and so we're going to be supporting them from sort of they're going to be the bottom up but we're going to be supporting them from the top down which is kind of unusual uh, way to look at it but so these are going to be where I said that there were I was using the word flow in two different ways um, these are sort of the most flow-like of the avoidant types of the free of the flight types um, so they're kind of two levels there's the there's the physical interpersonal level and then there's the sort of intellectual idea level um, of your personality and so you can be a you can combine all four of those fight flight freeze and flow types um, twice so you can be a fight freeze type or a fight flow type or a freeze flow type um, all of those get combined and that's actually that's also the MBTI but that's combining two letters at the same time um, so the ISFPs are um, actually they're not the flow types it's the ISTPs that are the flow types which is what I said um, um, VI heart is um, I might have to think about that more so maybe maybe the VI hearts are going to be the ones in charge but no they're, they're going to be higher anyway um, that was kind of messy never mind um, but the it's going to be generation flow overall because they're going to be the um, they're going to be the types who are focused on this this new expansion of consciousness of looking at how the universe flows not how necessarily their own selves flow but how the universe overall flows and how that helps us and how we can fit into that um, so maybe it's not the best term maybe I've picked something bad but I like it for now so fluid um, maybe fluid maybe I'll use the two different terms flow being the personality type and fluid being the the social type that we're moving into um, which actually also as you may have noticed um, gender fluidity and 
personality fluidity is is definitely starting to be a topic especially with the younger generations that so many of them are rejecting these these polarizing ideas of gender and sexuality um, and so gender fluidity even is is something that we hear about so this whole idea of of flowing fluidity and, and you know liquid thinking about life as a liquid and being fascinated with how if you drop a little bit of ink into water you can see how it's just immensely beautiful and free flowing and allows these amazing patterns and every little particle of that ink goes to a different place and does something different. It, it goes to it in a different pattern and moves through a different arrangement of, you know, of uh, swirls and lines and curves and wobbles and waves. And so each, each experience that we have, each of us experience a different kind of life. And the less constrained we are, the more free we are to move in this space, the more liquid our society is the better off we all are and the better off the, the more beautiful the system looks the more amazing and incredible and complex and stunning the world looks when we are all free to flow where we need to flow where we the fluidity is allowed to happen so yeah so generation fluid how about that Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I'll do a quick thing. I am Terl Kronberg. Um, as I've said before, if you look for, want to look for me on the web, um, my blog where this podcast is posted is turl.org, T-U-R-I-L dot O-R-G. You can also find me on Reddit at, um, if you go to reddit.com slash user, U-S-E-R slash T-U-R-I-L, that... Um, Actually, that's going to take you to not all of my posts and comments, but just my posts because Reddit just changed a bunch of stuff and I'm in one of the beta testing things for having this new profile page thing, which um, is kind of cool, but I'm, I'm a little annoyed that it doesn't have all of my commentary on it. So if you look, um, if you look at that page, the, the user slash turtle, you'll at least see all of my, my posts. And you can also find the communities that I post in. Uh, Holistic Enchilada is the one that I post in. Um, my own sort of, I mean, it's open to anyone, but I'm the only one who seems to ever have posted there, I think. Um, but you're welcome to post there. But it's, it's kind of where I put all of my random stuff um, that I'm thinking about. And I also have a, uh, a Twitch account which um, I probably won't be using for the near future because I am going to be homeless uh, starting in a day or so. Um, so I won't have all my cameras and stuff with me and won't have super regular access to the internet probably. I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing. Um, but uh, at some point I will probably try streaming again. And you can always look, um, at least for now, there's at least one video up there. I tried streaming on my birthday a few weeks ago and it didn't work because the internet wasn't working, but it is there. Um, and if you are on Twitch, you can follow me and then it'll let you know when I, um, it'll let you know when I'm on. Uh, if you click follow and then notify me 
um, it'll send you an email when I when I start streaming. Um, but I also post on Twitter and um, usually post in my holistic enchilada on Reddit. Um, and finally, you can contact me via email directly. Um, I love email. And I am thewiseturtle at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E at gmail, G-M-A-I-L.com. And you can definitely, that's the best way to get in touch with me, but you can definitely use the other ways as well. Um, on Twitter, I am, you can look for the wise turtle also. Um, or just Turl, do a search for Turl in there. Probably only like two or three of us. Um, and it's Turl Kronberg. Uh, so anyway, so uh, I will leave you with that and uh, hope you hope you are getting ready for weirdness in the coming decade or so. Um, be prepared for the, the weirdness of the universe expanding exponentially. All right. Uh, I guess I'll leave you that and say namaste.